Are you ready to take your intermittent fasting lifestyle to the next level? There's nothing better than community to help with that. In the Delay Don't Deny community, we all embrace the clean fast, and there's just the right support for you as you live your intermittent fasting lifestyle. You can connect directly with me in the Ask Jen group, and I'll answer all of your questions personally. If you're new to intermittent fasting or recommitting to the intermittent fasting lifestyle, join the 28-Day Fast Start group. After your fast start, join us for support in the first-year group. Need tips for long-term maintenance? We have a place for that. There are many more useful spaces beyond these, and you can interact in as many as you like. Visit jenstevens.com community to join us. An annual membership costs just over a dollar a week when you do the math. If you aren't ready to fully commit for a year, join for a month, and you can cancel at any time. If you know you'll want to stay forever, we also have a lifetime membership option available. IF is free. You don't need to join our community to fast. But if you're looking for support from a community of like-minded intermittent fasters, we're here for you at jenstevens.com community. That's jenstevens.com community. Achieving my long-term goals is more about creating healthy habits and less about quick fixes. And that's why I love both intermittent fasting and daily harvest. Tim Spector, a gut health expert and founder of Zoe, and Dr. B, gastroenterologist and author of Fiber Fueled, recommend that you aim for at least 30 unique plant foods per week. Daily Harvest helps make it easy. One of my favorite options is the sweet potato and wild rice hash harvest bowl. With Daily Harvest, I'm getting tons of plant-based options built on organic fruits and vegetables that are easy to prep and free of weird ingredients such as fillers, seed oils, and added sugars. Create healthy habits that last with Daily Harvest. For a limited time only, go to dailyharvest.com ifstories to get $30 off your first box plus free shipping. That's dailyharvest.com ifstories for $30 off your first box and free shipping. Daily harvest.com slash is stories. Welcome to Intermittent Fasting Stories. I'm your host, Jen Stevens, author of Delay Don't Deny, Living an Intermittent Fasting Lifestyle. I lost over 80 pounds thanks to intermittent fasting after learning how to delay my eating rather than deny myself the delicious foods I want to eat. Now, who's ready to hear an inspirational intermittent fasting story? That's why we're here. So let's get excited to talk to today's guest. Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode 31 of Intermittent Fasting Stories. Today, I'm here with Rachel Nakati. Rachel is from Botswana, which is in Southern Africa, and she is not only an author who has written a book about intermittent fasting, but she's also a management training consultant. Welcome, Rachel. Well, I'm really glad to have you here with us today, and I'd like to start off by asking, what brought you to intermittent fasting, and when was that? I discovered intermittent fasting in 2017. It was around March. I actually belonged to a calorie counting group where we were posting everything that we eat and uh, how many calories and so forth and so on. And I was actually starting from about 213 pounds. So I managed to reduce my weight from 213 to 209. And then as always, I hit a plateau. This has been happening on the backdrop of me having struggled with weight loss issues since the age of 13. I've been obese for 30 years, tried so many eating plans, so many diets that I can think of, and all these have never been sustainable. I managed to reduce slightly and it will come back in leaps and bounds. So when I joined the calorie counting group, I thought, "Uh oh, maybe I have now found the lasting solution. Well, it didn't last longer. After losing those few pounds, I posted back to the group to say, guys, my, lo- my weight is not moving. So what do you think I should do? So a lady from the group, I think she was in Belgium. She just posted and said, have you tried IF? Wow. 
I was shocked because I thought that I was the master of diets. I mean, you name them. <laughs> I've done that, tried it. And I was so shocked to say, <laughs> yeah. what is this IF thing that I've never heard of? So I posted back and say, excuse me, ma'am, what is IF? And then she responded and said, intermittent fasting. Oh, okay. I started digging in intermittent fasting, researching, Googling and so many things that I could lay my hands on. So where did that search lead you when you started searching for intermittent fasting? What resources were valuable for you at the this beginning? This search, Ajin, led me to many discoveries and many authors, many articles and many videos. Among all the discoveries that I got into was discovering yourself, Jin. I discovered yourself, the book Delay, Don't Deny. Immediately I bought it. I remember the night I read Delay, Don't Deny. I did not sleep. The way you wow. wrote that book, it was like I'm sitting with you in the lounge. And here's my long lost sister in another continent who's telling me the struggles that I was also going through. So as I was reading, I couldn't stop saying to myself, oh, this is me. This is my challenge. Oh, what? So it happens. So I had an aha moment when I read your book. Together with your book, I read Ethan Fang's book. I read A Power of Appetite Corrections. Right, by Dr. Bert Herring. Herring. Yeah, we, by we Dr. Love Dr. Bert Herring. Herring. So these three books, among others, they stood up for me. And uh, with me, because I'm very, very inquisitive, <laughs> I inboxed you, remember? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. I couldn't believe because it was too good to be true. I mean, I inboxed you, Jean. I said, Jean, are you real for starters? Are you a human being there? <laughs> because internet can actually, you can talk to somebody. And we realize that maybe you are talking to a robot or something. And when you responded, oh, it just confirmed that I am talking to a real person. And the book was written by a real caring person who's been there, done that, and now it's sharing her life story. Your book changed my life. And I never looked back. April 1st, 2017, I'll never forget that date. I just started, started with my 16 eight. It felt so effortless. The first month, I lost weight. The second month, I lost weight. And I said to myself, no, this cannot be true. How can I easily lose 11 pounds almost every month whilst I'm just eating anything that I wanted? I'm delaying, not denying. So I just saw my, my weight, my body fat going down. and. I just couldn't believe it. My family was surprised to say, oh, what are you doing, mom? Because I've got two beautiful children. I've been married for, for 24 years and I've got a daughter. I'm sure you've met her, Cheryl. She's 21 and my son is 17. And I actually have, so just for listeners who don't know, Rachel actually brought her beautiful daughter to the very first Delay Don't Deny cruise that we had in 2018. They came all the way from Botswana, flew to the United States. They sailed with us, and they were just delightful to have on the cruise. So yes, I have now, it was a year after Rachel had begun living in an intermittent fasting lifestyle, but we have now, like she said, we have yeah. been able to sit We gave each other a hug. Lots of hugs. Lots of hugs. <laughs> <laughs> and um, what really surprised me about intermittent fasting and delay, don't deny, is that everything is very natural and normal. I wasn't fighting with my body because in the past, during my 30 years of weight loss struggles, I used to work out 10, 12 hours a week at the gym. I will do all kinds of workouts. I even became an indoor cycling instructor. I could walk kilometers and kilometers and still my body fat was not moving. I will shrink a bit, tone my body and still mm -mm, 
I will still be around the 213, the 209, bounce back to 213, 209. So for once, when I read Delay Don't Deny and started experimenting with it, I found something that is not only sustainable, but enjoyable, flexible, and doable. I can enjoy my meals with my family. My kids will say, Mom, whatever that you are doing, please continue doing it because we no longer have fat-free, low-fat, low-calorie. <laughs> low um, I remember the other day when I was driving from school with my son and I had bought a box of Smarties. And I asked him, son, please read on the nutritional content as to how many calories each Smarties have. And please don't give me anything more than five Smarties. You know, I mean, it went that bad. And with intermittent fasting, right. I was basically right. enjoying myself during my open window. Yeah, I think that your story resonates with a lot of us because, you know, we had always been told, you know, count your calories, exercise more, the classic eat yeah. less, move more. Yeah. And you were doing that. You were counting your calories. You were plateauing. You were regaining the weight. You were exercising yeah. really hard. You were a cycling instructor and not losing the weight. So intermittent fasting is different because during the daily fast, we're able to tap into our stored fat. What I've finally. really discovered and enjoy with intermittent fasting is the fact that one, I understand the biological mechanism that happens in my body. It's not a matter of mixing this, drinking that, and popping the skill and not knowing what happens. I do have full understanding that when I'm not eating, the body then changes its energy source from that glycogen to the fat stores. And when I'm utilizing the fat right. stores, if I add on exercise during the fasted state, I'm actually turbocharging the process. Unlike before, what I was doing, Jane, I was That's having true. a pre-workout drink. So this pre-workout drink, what I discovered was that it was basically raising my insulin. So even though I was spending two hours at the gym or three hours at most, I was purely burning what I have taken, not the stored fat. So this was making my exercise routine very fruitless. After the gym, immediately I'll be drinking a protein shake, post-workout shake. <laughs> so what then am I doing? I'm not even targeting. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, when we think about it now, it sounds nuts. But every day new people join the Facebook groups that are new and they are like, oh, my trainer told me I must have a pre-workout, then I must have something after I'm done, after the to fuel my workout. It's like, hey, we have lots of fuel already on board to fuel the workout. You don't need to take in extra I'm fuel. You, and discovering the fact that my body has got sufficient fat to take me through a workout. It feels so silly how I was glued on to always ensuring that I have a pre-workout drink or shake or else I'll pass out. And also... I was made to believe that if I don't take a post-workout shake, the body is going to eat my muscle. And from my basic understanding, which you also described in your book, Delay Don't Deny, how can the body store excess energy as fat only to burn muscle if it needs something? It doesn't make sense. Right. <laughs> Right. It only would do that if it couldn't access the fat. And of course, if you keep your insulin high, it's harder to access the fat, which is why keeping the insulin low is so important because we can access the fat in a low insulin state. And finally, we're getting it to it instead of, you know, our body not knowing where to get exactly. fuel. Exactly. Once the body now understands where the pantry is, because I liken, I liken my right. body fat stores as a pantry full of fat locked away for future use, which I did not have the key to it. So I was basically in the past storing and storing and storing and not retrieving. So with intermittent fasting, I'm now allowing the body to say, let me access all the energy. Let me access all the fat that I've been storing away and let me use it 
Because otherwise then why would I be storing if I'm not using? Why would I be burning protein? Why would I be burning muscle if I've got the stores of fat? So this is one thing that I'm currently explaining even to the, my other gym colleagues to say intermittent fasting targets the stored fat. It doesn't make sense to burn the muscle if the body now needs something to eat. Right. You made such a great point. I love that analogy of the the body fat is like the pantry and we're storing it away, storing it away, storing it away. And so sometimes people who are new to intermittent fasting will come in and they're like, you know, I'm eating in my eating window and I'm full and I've noticed I'm not eating as many calories as, you know, quote, as they say I should, but I'm full and I don't want to eat anymore. Should I try to get in more calories? And, you know, my response is, you yeah. already got the calories in. Exactly. They're in there. <laughs> now you're trying to get them back out. And so, you know, I really learned all this from Dr. Bert Hearing's book, Appetite Correction, which really... That plus the obesity code, of course, changed my life so much. But the Appetite Correction book taught me that our whole fascination with, you know, how many calories we're taking in and worrying about that is really misplaced. When we're doing intermittent fasting and we're listening to our bodies and we stop when we're satisfied and we feel good, we don't have to, you know, fret about, did I eat, quote, enough calories because our body is getting the calories we already had. And the Great. key is as long as I mean, you feel about good. the appetite correction, when I realized that the body has got its own thermostat, uh, Dr. Bert actually is mentioning like a thermostat, it knows when it is full, it knows when it needs something to be ingested in. So if we allow the body's thermostat to operate the way it was initially meant to, there's no need worrying about whether calories are sufficient, whether you should take 1,200, whether you should take whatever. Listen to the body. Eat until satisfied, not stuff. Right. Because there's a difference. Before I open my window, I ask myself, on a scale of one to five, how much am I hungry? If I'm hungry one, I know that I'm not hungry. So I made it a point that I eat when I'm really hungry. It should be anything between four and five. Then I know I'm really hungry. Because sometimes we confuse emotional hunger and physical hunger. So I wait until I really feel physically hungry. And then I eat to my satisfaction, not to stuff myself. Right. That really is the key. Because stopping when you've had enough you know, Dr. Hearing also has a great blog post where he talks about, you know, eating to at that certain point can be the difference between success and failure. If you're constantly eating past the feeling of satisfaction, then yeah. you're not likely going to see the weight loss results that you want, you know, because you're eating more than your body needs. And it's not something that happens overnight. You know, we don't start off day one of intermittent fasting able to hear our, our satiety hormones because so much of the way we've been living before made us disconnect from those hormonal That's signals. That's so true, Jean. And again, the damage that I put my body through, because as I said, 30 years of being obese, more than 20 diets that I've tried and failed on, my genetic makeup, my gut health, all these things, they form a component of how my body responds to all these chemical reactions and corrections that intermittent fasting does. So that is why I felt that during this journey, I should basically just pace myself. I should listen to my body. I should appreciate the non-scale victories. When I started, I was glued on the scale. I need to lose this many kilograms. I need right. to lose this many pounds. However, when I now discovered and experienced a lot of non-scale victories, my blood pressure normalized, my body inflammation vanished, my eyesight improved, I moved one shoe size down and my mind clarity, all these things. Then I said to myself, whoa, this is not only about the scale. So I shouldn't be slaved to the scale. I should look at right. all this thing holistically. My clothes, I was a size 44 or size 20. And I was moving down, down, down from a size 44 to a size 34, that's almost 10 sizes down. And I said to myself, oh, this is a lifestyle. Wow. 
I need to make this a sustainable lifestyle. It's non-negotiable because my body loves it. I'm becoming healthier. I'm enjoying my meals. I'm having good family time. I don't stress my family with buying two sets of groceries and so forth. And so I'm living. I look forward to feasting. Every evening to me is a great day. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Every day we get to have an enjoyable meal. And just for the listeners that are not familiar with the sizing, when Rachel's talking about 44 and 34, that's not the same as American sizing. Like how that would correlate. You said a 44 was like yeah, a US 40, 20. 44 is, is a 20 right? and 34 is a 10. Okay. Yeah, just because American listeners are going to be like, wait, what does that mean? <laughs> yes, I went from size 20 to size 10. Yeah. That's amazing. And I know you feel so much better moving through the day. How is your day different? I mean, you're I'm not a obese anymore. Range, you're in a healthy yes. weight range. My day, Jean, I should admit that it is so relaxed and structured. I do not fuss and obsess over food what I should be eating, because in the past, I'll be carrying a lunchbox to work and snacks, some protein bars, and this and that. Oh, and yeah. ever since adopting this intermittent fasting lifestyle, my life has been so simplified. I just carry a bottle of water, and I don't worry about breakfast or worry about lunch. I plan my delicious feast, which I'll enjoy with my family. I've also realized that I've now, uh, it, this lifestyle has now affected my other aspects of my being. I'm more now minimalist, like I like to, to declutter the environment, my closets, my kitchen, my, my working space. I, I don't want to hold on to things anymore. I just want a simple, you know, easy flow life. I don't want clutter. I don't want baggage. I don't even want toxic conversations toxic people. It's like my whole uh, psychological, physical, emotional has really changed. I'm rediscovering myself in a new way. I was just going to say that's beautiful. And we hear that a lot. And it really is beautiful because I don't really know what it is about intermittent fasting that does this for all of us. But, you know, the whole wanting to declutter other aspects of our life or removing the toxic people and only wanting to live a simple life, like you said, where things flow easily. Exactly. That's how I feel. I feel like my energies are flowing in the right direction. I feel I'm, I'm in a right space. I feel centered. I feel more cautious more mindful. And that alone puts me in a very right. different space. I used to think I've got anxiety attacks or anxiety disorder where I'll be fussing a lot over little things. That is no longer the case. You know, I just let things go and keep on my lane, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. And that is really just an amazing part of intermittent fasting. You know, we talk about the health, we talk about the weight loss, but the way that it changes us into really like a different person. I feel mm. like my whole energy that mm. I give off is different Definitely. than it used to be. And it sounds like that's true for you. We all face stress in our daily lives. What if the answer to a better stress response is in one key nutrient? I'm talking about magnesium, and specifically, Magnesium Breakthrough by Bioptimizers. This one-of-a-kind product is designed to reverse low levels of magnesium, which could have a positive effect on our stress response. But don't take my word for it. Here's a quote from a 2020 issue of the scientific journal Nutrients. Results suggest that stress could increase magnesium loss, causing a deficiency. And, in turn, magnesium deficiency could enhance the body's susceptibility to stress, resulting in a magnesium and stress vicious circle. I only recommend Magnesium Breakthrough by Bioptimizers. It's the only organic full-spectrum magnesium supplement that includes seven unique forms of magnesium for stress resilience and better sleep. Simply go to bioptimizers.com slash ifstories promo code IFSTORIES10 to get your magnesium breakthrough and find out this month's gift with purchase. That's bioptimizers.com slash IFSTORIES, promo code IFSTORIES10. 
If you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you know what a fan I am of Dr. Tim Spector and the work he's doing with Zoe. I was first introduced to his work in 2015, and I've been following his research ever since. What I love most about the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast is that they have weekly interviews with world-leading experts who explain how their latest research can benefit your health. Recently, I was thrilled to finally meet him face-to-face as we recorded an episode for the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast, and this episode aired on on April 11th. We had a chance to talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study, and I had the opportunity to explain the clean fast to Jonathan, which may explain why he didn't enjoy his prior experiences with fasting. Search for Zoe Science and Nutrition on your podcast player or on YouTube to hear the latest episode, and don't forget to look for the April 11th episode to hear me, Tim, and Jonathan talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study. Now, I want to focus on what you've been doing since 2018. You wrote a book, and I want to hear about how you're changing Botswana. And also, I'm sure that your reach ventures out, you know, within the continent, just not in Botswana. So talk to us about your book and about the journey of becoming an author and how you're changing your country and your continent. Thank you very much, Jen. Firstly, I think I need to thank you, my coach. (laughs) I'm honored you to be considered. You have played a very big role in my entire journey. My entire journey of intermittent fasting and also me wanting to share my story. Because, I mean, I was inspired by your story. And I said to myself, wow, with all these positive things happening to me, why shouldn't I in turn also share myself with the world? Why can't I use right. my story to inspire others? Well, Jean is across the continent on the other side of the world, and I'm also on the other side of the world. Maybe I should take this opportunity to share this story and help people who are still struggling with so many non-communicable diseases. Because as we know, the diabetes, the obesity, the blood pressures, and so forth and so on, are all a function of incorrect dietary eating practices. And with the positive benefits I was getting and also getting off some um, medication, I said to myself, I should share my story. It mustn't be like an American story. Then people must see it also as something that has happened to someone in Africa. So then I decided to document my story along the journey. I was journaling and I remember having a conversation with my daughter. We were actually out on a picnic and I said to my daughter, you know what, Cheryl, I want to share my story, but I don't know what to name this book. She says, mom, what do you mean? I said, should I call it maybe how I rediscovered myself, how I healed my body, how I discovered a healthy way of eating? And my daughter Cheryl said, mom, Whatever that you're doing, and if you want to write a book, just call your book Just Eat. I said, Wow. Oh, I love that your daughter <laughs> came up with that. That is I said great. To her, Why just <laughs> eat? He says, Ever since you discovered intermittent fasting, ever since you've been reading Delay, Don't Deny, you are just eating. You are eating anything with us. We are having our pizza night. We are having our burger nights. You don't count anything. You don't weigh anything. You are just eating, mom, and you are getting smaller and smaller. So call it just eat. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's genius because she had seen you just like my kids did. My kids watched me struggle and try a wacky diet after wacky diet. And so... You know, she saw that, hey, yeah. she's just eating. My mom is just eating. Perfect. So the Just Eat journey started then. I documented the Just Eat, the, uh, the very first eating lifestyle book to tell you to just eat to a slimmer and healthier you. I wrote my story. I made sure that it actually reaches the entire continent because I didn't want to only focus on Botswana. So what I did, I had it published, edited everything in UK. And then they did all the editing and making it all meet the international standards. You know, we need, because now you are working with the world, not only with the country. So I sent it there to UK and then they did almost everything to it and also loading it onto the other distributors across the country. 
and also across the continent. So this book is by Rachel Nekati, of course. And I then took a journey of ensuring that I engage people in Botswana. I engage everyone, starting with the medical societies, the doctors, the Ministry of Health, also including the, the fitness experts, the organizations which are battling with the non-communicable diseases, because I wanted to make sure that at least the medical doctors get a buy-in. I get the buy-in from them, and they also read the book to see whether it does not contradict anything to do with the medicine. Because I made a disclaimer that I'm not a doctor nor a nutritionist. I'm basically sharing my self-experimentation and um, my advice should not be taken to replace anything that people should be finding from their medical practitioners first. So I'm glad to say that the book has been well received. The community at large, they love the book. I remember at the book launch in Botswana, I had also even the representative from the government from the Ministry of Health. She oh, came, uh, the lady of the name of Ruth Maporisa, she came to officiate at the book launch. I also had a discussion with two medical doctors at the book launch who were there, Dr. Bagot and Dr. Seketeme. They were there and they were actually confirming and validating that intermittent fasting, it's not a new diet. It's how the body is meant to function is how the body is meant to clean up. Because if you keep on eating food one after the other, it just clogs the entire system. You don't give the body time to clean up, to clean up and utilize fully what you have taken. So the community at large have really embraced the book, not only in Botswana, but I should say in the entire Southern Africa. Talking about South Africa, talking about Nigeria, Zimbabwe, Zambia, Namibia, they've embraced the book. Not to forget, of course, the United States. I've got lots and lots of readers in the USA. <laughs> Can they find it on Amazon? Is that the best place to yes, find your book? Yes, it's on Amazon. Just okay. eat intermittent fasting lifestyle. It's on Amazon. It's on Barnes & Noble. It's on Kobo. It's almost in every, every distributor. And what I've done... I've actually created a website, www.rachelnekati.com, which actually gives a list of all the distributors where they can get the book and also be able to read a few chapters for free for them to sample it out and see whether it's something that they really like. However, what I need to say is that this book is changing people's lives. This book is changing the health and wellness of the world. I was so emotional during the book launch in Botswana because I had about 10 women who came to share their success stories at the book launch to mention that they have stopped taking antidepressants or to mention that their chronic pains, they are now vanishing, to mention so many health benefits. Because all in all, really, we want to have a positive impact in people's lives. That's the main objective, for people to live their best lives and not worry about non-communicable diseases, which are basically caused by dietary lifestyle. You know, you cannot right. eat yourself to be sick, you know, eat to live, not to live to eat. So once right. you understand that, it actually solves quite a number of problems. So the book is really changing people's lives, Jane. And I've also quoted your book in on my references because I learned quite a lot from your book and even the second one. I remember I even I read your second book, Feast Without Fear. Feast Without oh, Fear. Oh, I yes. love, 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 love it. I, I loved it so I'm much. I'm so glad. Yes. I'm really proud of that book. I did a lot of research for Feast Without Fear. You know, Delay Don't Deny has research too, obviously research about intermittent fasting. But for Feast Without Fear, I had to dive deep into what makes our bodies different you know, when it comes to what foods work well for our bodies. And, you know, because people argue, you know this, Rachel, you know, being in the diet world for so long, people argue about what's the best yeah, way to eat. Yeah, yeah. You know, we've got the low-fat people, you know, who say don't have any oils, don't have any fats, only eat yeah. you know, whatever. And then we've got, you know, the keto people who are like, no, you should only eat fat. <laughs> it's all, it's all confusing. <laughs> 
Then we have the protein people who are like, you should mostly eat protein. Or then there's a book that says, don't eat much protein. We eat too much protein. And <laughs> dairy is the best thing you can eat. No one should eat dairy. Uh, it's so confusing. <laughs> eat grains. Not Never eat, eat grains. grains. In your book, Feast Without Fear, <laughs> it actually confirmed my current eating lifestyle. Because I like to eat 80% non-processed. Because with intermittent fasting, I've realized that my cravings have changed and they lean towards non-processed food. I see myself craving cherry tomatoes, craving olives. I said, who craves olives? Oh, I do. I eat olives <laughs> I crave, like almost every I day. I crave spinach. <laughs> spinach? And I said to myself, whoa. Because yeah. with intermittent fasting, because we allow the body to self-cleanse, the body now starts operating the way it was meant to operate. When it craves a certain nutrient, that's what you are going to be craving. Whereas with this regular eating every two hours, where we don't give the body the opportunity to tell us what it needs, you end up just eating everything that is on the vicinity. So your book, Feast Without Fear, it put a lot into perspective that you need to make sure that you eat to nourish your body. Nourish your body. Treats should be right. treats. There's nothing wrong with an occasional treat. However, eat first to nourish the body. I think that's a beautiful way of putting it. And one of my favorite phrases is people that are obese, overweight, like you and I both were, we are overfed yeah. but undernourished. That's a very powerful statement. But when you're overfed but undernourished, it's kind of a vicious cycle because your body is still crying out for nutrients and we're eating foods that don't provide those nutrients. So, you know, you're constantly eating more because your body is telling you to, but nothing yeah. ever satisfies. So you just keep eating more and more. So when, when you eat 80% non-processed, like you said that you're doing, and I really tend to eat that way now, over time, that's how my body has gravitated. But you can become satisfied because you're getting the signals of, oh, I've had enough now. And, and eating the high quality Definitely. food really helps I've realized that. that it does. And when you eat non-processed or when you eat healthy food, your satiety happens quicker. You don't take in empty stuff right. and yet you feel hungry. And you still have some space to have your treats, your ice cream or your a bit of chocolate or whatever that you call a treat. Because that's the flexibility that I enjoy about this lifestyle. You can still enjoy your overall balanced life without feeling deprived. We can still enjoy your balanced life right. without feeling like you are missing out. So this is one thing that I love, 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 love about intermittent fasting. That it's not restrictive. You know, having done the egg diets, the cabbage diet, the protein diet, the, you name them. For once, I'm just living. <laughs> I just, just eat. eat. <laughs> you just eat. <laughs> I just eat and feel light. <laughs> yeah. Now, you mentioned that when you started, you were doing 16-8. Are you still doing 16-8 now? I know it also sounds like you generally just eat dinner. So I, I'm guessing you okay. don't do 16-8 That's a very good now. question. What I can say is that when I started, I started with a 16-8 because that's what I also learned from Delay Don't Deny. And as I was progressing, I realized that when I want to open my window after 16 hours, I wasn't feeling hungry because I did the 16-8 for like right. three weeks. And on the fourth week, Come 17th hour, I'm not hungry. And I remember I inboxed you and I said, Jean, I'm not hungry. Should I still put something in my mouth? And then you said, Rachel, eat when you feel hungry. Don't eat because it's time to eat. <laughs> yeah. So I did exactly right. that. I started now listening to my body. So I was not eating according to the clock. I was eating according to how my body felt. So I started first by opening my window at 12 and then gradually I moved to opening my window at 2 o'clock. That's pushing my 16 hours to 18 hours. And then gradually I realized that, oh, I cannot eat at 2 when I want to go to the gym at 6 in the evening. So let me wait until I go to the gym or else I'm going right. to feel uncomfortable. So that automatically pushed me to 19, 20 hours. So I'll have my dinner. And then I wait until the following day to have dinner. So I then circled on the 19, 
5.24 eating window. And I realized that during the course of the day, I've got so much energy. I think because my pantry was full, my fat pen was in excess. Right. So the body now was having a party. It was a fat party where... <laughs> <laughs> it's true and you have so much energy and you could just imagine the, the fat, fat party the fat party was going that. on Visual. thinking about a fat party Jean. then this happened around during the course of the day I used to experience the growling of the stomach around like 12 o'clock 1 o'clock and then I realized that that is the time my body was used to eating in the past so now the process keeps on going on the peristalsis, the, the body churning and turning, the stomach, the intestines. They are trying to look for something, but I was not giving it anything. So I wasn't even feeling like low energy or feeling like I'll pass out, though the stomach was growling. So my advice is that don't confuse the stomach noise with hunger listen to the body because whenever it happened right then i'll say to myself go to the thighs go to the love handles go feast, feast <laughs> of feast my of belly my, feast of, my, of belly. my my love handles feast of my <laughs> back fat so really i mean it was just right. an enjoyable thing to know that now the yeah. gut maybe has cleaned off all the food and the food has been absorbed and everything else i've now into a fat party festival. So I allow my body to just go to the fat party. Love it. So that's really something I think that could help listeners. You know, we have been conditioned. You know, I can remember backstory a little bit when I was trying to do intuitive eating because it made such sense, you know, eat when you're hungry. I thought yeah. every stomach yeah. grumble meant I was hungry. So if my stomach grumbled, I must be hungry and then I would eat. And I was always really confused. And so if people learn to understand that a grumble yeah. doesn't mean a grumble, must eat it's a now. grumble. Are you hungry? I mean, do you really feel hungry? And one thing that I, I also found very useful is to keeping well hydrated, drinking water uh, during the course of the day. I'm not really a coffee person. However, I enjoy coffee. Uh, occasionally. So if I feel like having a cup of coffee, I do. However, I can go without days without coffee. So that has not been my problem. I just make sure that I fast clean. I don't take oils. I don't put butter in my, in my water or drink butter or broth or stuff like that. I just give the body time to detox, right. time to eat what has been storing. So most of my two years of this fasting journey has been water, water, water. I do 20 hours minimum, but I still love my 22 hours. Whenever I open my window earlier, I get sick. I become nauseous. I have a running tummy. I get sleepy. So I've really now accepted the fact that my body prefers not eating anytime before 5 p.m., which is my 19th, 20th, 20th closed window. So I just wait until five or six, that's when I eat. Otherwise, really, I'll be working against my body. So my advice there is that we need to all listen to our bodies. Our bodies will tell us what works for the other person doesn't work for the other one. So each person would actually determine where and what their body wants. And as right. for my body, after five, I break my fast. I have my breakfast <laughs> after five. <laughs> And I think that's such an important distinction because someone actually talked about this in one of my Facebook groups just the other day. She's like, you know, why do y'all always tell everyone to wait till evening? And I'm like, well, you know, we don't. We want you to find the window that works for you. But when for us it's an evening window, we tend to make that recommendation, you know, push your window later and see how that works. I think everyone needs to, you know, try the the later window and see. But after trying mm -hmm. it, there are people who find that their sweet spot might be 10 a.m. You have to figure out what works for you. And don't assume that just because, yeah. you know, Rachel opens her window after five yeah. and I have an evening window too, that that is what your goal has to be. It isn't. Your goal, I would say the goal is for you to find a window that feels like a lifestyle. You have found yours. I have found mine. And somebody gave the advice one time and it was tweak it till it's easy. 
And yeah, I wish I could remember who good. said that, but I love I it. I also so love much. what you said in your book, Delay Don't Deny. You said intermittent fasting is not a life sentence. So do what works for you. Do what makes you happy. Right. Do what you can sustain. So with me, I love exactly. cooking and I love eating with my family in the evening. So that's what works for me. And I'm happy with it. So really it's what works for right. one person, not to copy what the other person does. Because if I then try to become, um, uh, what do you call it, adaptable right. and um, with people and sometimes, you know, social pressures where you are forced to eat around lunch and I try to do it. All the time, I end up regretting Jean because I'll be then now in my room or in the car or somewhere else, my tummy uncomfortable and feeling sleepy. So I've decided that enough is enough. I will right. not do something to please others. I will listen to myself. Yeah, I think that's really important. And you're right. The feeling of sorry that you did it no. and not like in a guilty way. I want to make sure that that's, you know, you're not like, oh no, I cheated. I broke my fast. It's not that kind of feeling bad. Like one time I remember I posted in the group that I opened my window with a cookie and then I felt bad and people misunderstood that. They thought I meant I felt guilty, but no, I was like, no, no, exactly. I, I wasn't. Oh, I, yeah. I physically felt bad. And so I was like, that's so no. interesting that when I said I opened with a cookie and I felt bad, people thought I felt guilty. And I didn't. I literally felt physically bad. And so, you know, when we open our window early and we feel bad, it's physical. It's not like, oh, I cheated. Oh, I was bad. That's a very good point. Because with me, yeah. firstly, I'll have stomach cramps. I'll have yeah. stomach cramps. At times, it will even be a running tummy. And then what is the, the most embarrassing thing, Jean, is that I'll feel sleepy. Imagine yeah. feeling sleeping when you are with people. Let's face it. People have different sleep needs. While you love your partner, sleeping next to them might not always be the most comfortable. Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Maybe you prefer a firmer mattress and your partner needs something softer. Because of the individualized comfort that you get from Sleep Number Smart Beds, you and your partner will sleep better together. All Sleep Number Smart Beds feature cooling, pressure-relieving comfort layers for soothing sleep throughout the night. And their temperature balancing bedding is designed to move heat and moisture away when you're hot. When you're cool, they hold their energy to help warm you. The smart beds even automatically respond and adjust to your movements so you sleep comfortably all night long. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Oh, I think we all remember, and for people who are not doing intermittent fasting at all, that afternoon slump. I used to have a mid-morning slump and then an afternoon slump every single day. And that's when I would turn to having a latte to keep me awake. Okay. Because with me, then I said to myself, as a training consultant... I mean, I need to get back to work after lunch. So I allow right. participants to enjoy their meal whilst I'm having my water and carrying on with my other stuff. And then they join me back and then I carry on. One day I tried to eat lunch with them. Guess what I did? 50, 20 minutes yeah, later, I had to go to my car <laughs> and have a nap. <laughs> yeah. But every afternoon I would have that slump and I would need that coffee. And like my students in my classroom knew when I was walking over to that back corner of my classroom in the afternoon, I was going to have a, a, make myself some coffee. And that was, you know, pre-IF. And it was how I got through the day. And then once I discovered that I've had yeah. such better energy when yeah. I didn't eat till after work, 
the day became so different. No more needing a nap. No it's a matter of listening to your body, not working against the body, but working with the body. So for me, a 20-hour minimum closed window works best for me. That is my sweet spot, and I love it. I can even go to the gym on my 19th closed window, and I'll have so much energy. You know, and I found that my endurance, my workouts are more easier when I'm fasted because I'm now fueling from the fat. You know, I'm not fueling from glycogen and I can last longer. I can even push heavier weights when I'm fasted than when I am fat. So generally combining intermittent fasting with exercise, it, it supercharges the whole system. And it tortures that fat tree. And even the muscle, the human growth hormone, and I'm sure that by the 20th hour, it's my human true. growth hormone already would be at its peak. So that is where my body, I mean, I, I've got more definition with my muscles and everything like that. It's basically because I think partly I exercise towards the end of my closed window when my human growth hormone, my fat burn is on its peak. Yeah, I think that's a great point. And I also want to let listeners know that it isn't like this on day one. You know, when people are still adjusting, mm. when you're in the adjustment phase, your first month, it might feel like, you know, if you try to work out that you're moving through jello because your body hasn't yet figured out how to tap into those fat stores. And so yeah, give yeah, yourself time. Trust true. what Rachel is saying. Trust what I'm saying. After your body adjusts to the fasting, then you're just going to be amazed at the endurance that you have. You talked about earlier, you hinted that you'd had some positive health changes. You mentioned inflammation was down, that sort of thing. What are all the positive health changes that you have seen? What amazed me was the improvement in my eyesight. I normally wear reading glasses when I need to read something. However, after adopting the intermittent fasting lifestyle, I realized that during the closed window, I can read without glasses. I said, wow, Wow. what is this? So when I did further research, I discovered that when insulin is high, it actually affects the the eyesight. The body inflammation can affect the eyesight. So when my insulin goes low, I can read without my reading glasses. I said, wow, this is amazing. Again, I thought I had arthritis. I remember sitting at the doctor's office Because whenever I go up the staircase, my knees used to be hot and I could hardly go more than 10 uh, stairs. Ever since I started intermittent fasting, all the burning sensation that I used to feel on my knees, which I thought it was arthritis, have actually disappeared. My tingling feelings on my toes, because at one point I wanted to become a vegetarian to say maybe red meat is causing me to have gout. My body is inflamed because, Jean, my body was inflamed. Everything was painful, you know. And ever since, for this past two years, nothing of some sort. And what actually surprised me more than anything else is my blood pressure. My blood pressure kept on going down and down. And I went to see my doctor to say, my blood pressure is going low. What is happening? Should I carry on taking blood pressure medicines? He reduced my dosage and says, Rachel, keep on checking. And if it still goes down, let's come and reassess. It kept on going down to a normal range. And the doctor said, you know what? There's absolutely no need for you to be taking your blood pressure medicines. So I do not take blood pressure medicines, Jen. My blood pressure has naturally gone down. This is my second year with intermittent fasting. Last year, winter, for the past two winters since adopting this lifestyle, I've never caught a cold. I said to myself, now I'm paying medical aid every month and yet I'm not using it. Actually, this reminds me, Jean, I actually, (laughs) I gave the the, the chief executive officer of one of the medical aids a call to say, I would just like you to go through my medical history. Because for the past two years, I haven't made a single claim. And he said, what are you doing? I said, well, let's meet. I would like to give you a gift. So I've got, I've got a scheduled appointment. I'm going to give him a copy of the book to say, this is what brought my bills to zero. I don't have any medical aid claim for the past two years. Wow. Yet I'm paying. I said, no, I think you should give me a discount. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, you know, I guess your hope is that he's going to say, you know what, we need to get this book into the hands of everybody so that they will reduce their claims And increase their profitability because if they pay less payouts. Right. (laughs) I think you should suggest that. That should be like a perk. Everybody. Exactly. I think we should do that with Tilea Dontina also in the States, Jane. Medical aid. Oh, yeah. I would love to. That would be awesome. (laughs) (laughs) So everybody in that medical aid company gets a copy of Just Eat and then their bills go down. down, That's the entire objective. We want to help prevent there's opportunistic diseases. You know, the official who gave the opening remarks at my book launch from Minister of Health, Ruth Maporisa, you know what she said? She said, if each person can read Just Eat by Rachel Nekati, is going to significantly bring down my budget, my medical budget from the ministry. Oh, <laughs> that would be fabulous, though, because health exactly. is what we're after. So this has been a very interesting journey, and it's only my wish that we can change one person, one book at a time. I agree. And really... It's amazing. You know, I feel this every day and I know that you do too. The feeling that you're having an impact on people that you haven't met, met in person, that people are, you know, we're, we're multiplying our messages. You know, you're taking the message that you got from me, but I didn't invent the message. I took the message from someone else. So we're passing it on and exponentially increasing the reach of this message because you know, we can change, you know, you're changing Africa, we can change, you know, India, we can change, you know, the world, China, we can, we can change the world where all the places where obesity is becoming a problem because, you know, is obesity a huge problem in in It's a huge problem in my country and more especially the type 2 diabetes. There's type 2 diabetes, there is obesity, there is so many illnesses which are all dietary related. So this lifestyle we have got the entire world to touch in a different way. And we're we are messengers. You and I are messengers. And I need also to right. acknowledge Dr. Bert Herring. Oh, yeah. I'm a he huge wrote fan. the foreword of my book, Just Eat. And it was such a very humbling experience to have him agreeing to share and uh, give my, my book a foreword. So to say, I'm really grateful to him. And uh, I hope... He's, He's a, a great, great person. Yeah. He's a great person. And I met did. him in, in 2016, yes, at, a, at an event in Atlanta. And he is soft-spoken. He's, he's quiet. He's humble himself. He's just a great, great man. You know, we're spreading his message. One of too. my things I want to achieve is to meet him in person, too. Yeah, yeah, he's a, a great, great man. Well, we are almost out of time. So I would like for you to close by giving some words of wisdom that you would tell someone who's just starting off with intermittent fasting. What would you tell A few tell things. Them? Number one, congratulations for being here, for having found this life-changing lifestyle. Trust the process. Intermittent fasting is not a sprint. It's a marathon. Enjoy every moment. Make small, sustainable changes. Do not compare your success, your weight, your challenges with anyone. Do a study of one. You will heal internally first. Because what I discovered was that the healing starts internally before you can see the reduction outwards. So trust that something positive is happening, even if you might not be seeing it with your naked eye. Do not rely on the scale. It's not always a true measure of what is happening. Measure yourself, take pictures, buy your goal size clothes, keep on fitting, and you will definitely thank yourself. This lifestyle does not have a deadline. You don't say, no, I want to lose this by right. three, within three months, within four months. This is a lifestyle, a health and wellness lifestyle with a side effect of weight loss. You will enjoy many other benefits and keep note of that. Do not despair. There's nothing like falling off the wagon. I love the fact that every day is a reset. Right. Every day we fast. So if at all you eat before your window is open, Don't be glued on the time. It's 45 minutes before my window opens. Can I eat? If you are hungry, like really hungry, eat. 
and then close the window and start again. Don't, don't crucify yourself, beat yourself up and say, I've fallen off the wagon. So really, I'll just say pace yourself and enjoy the journey. Well, I think on that note, we are at the end of our interview. And Rachel, it has been so great to have you. And I look forward to Thank seeing you Thank you so again. much, Jean. I hope to meet you again. <laughs> yes. Do you have an intermittent fasting story to tell? Email me at jen at intermittentfastingstories.com and I'll add you to the lineup. That's G-I-N at intermittentfastingstories.com. The world wants to hear your story. That's it for today. Remember, I may have a doctorate, but I'm not a medical doctor. So don't use anything you hear on this podcast as a substitute for medical advice. Please always check with your doctor or healthcare provider if you have medical questions. I'll talk to you next week, Fasting Family, where we will hear another inspiring story. Have a great week and fast on. Intermittent Fasting Stories is edited, mixed, and mastered by Resonate Recordings. To learn more, visit them at ResonateRecordings.com or email them at hello at ResonateRecordings.com. Intermittent Fasting Stories listeners will receive a free offer if you mention that you heard it on the podcast.